With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We've literally been sitting here for like three weeks now since we came back from our little summer break, like, you know, teeing up the, the this upcoming season like talking about it and talking about training camp and the documentary and all this kind of stuff. And yet I still had this moment tonight where like I sat down and was like, I, I can't believe that we're settling in here for game one of 82. Like, and honestly, after game one, I still am not settled in. Yeah. You know, and, and you made the point while we were watching the game that, Maybe it's because they're playing the Montreal Canadiens oh, for the 78th time in, in a year. Like, like, so towards the end of the game, Chris Cuthbert is like, the Canadians are off to Buffalo tomorrow. And I'm like, I'd give anything to watch the Leafs play the Buffalo Sabres right yeah. now. Just like, you look at the first three games of their schedule, Montreal, Ottawa, Ottawa, and it's like, oh. So basically the same two teams they played in the preseason and played a million times last year. So I think that definitely is is part of like why it's taking a while to sort of settle in. But nevertheless, the Maple Leafs are back. Austin Matthews is not back yet. Um, lots of hot takes. I thought a lot of the new guys... Specifically, Michael Bunting, Andre Kasha. I'm going to butcher that name the- a couple of times this year. You can guarantee <laughs> that. Should we just come clean to everybody who um, has been along with us since we came back from summer break? We've talked about like all the new additions, and we specifically stayed away from Andre Kasha because we were like, is it Case? <laughs> is it Kasha case, yeah, they, that is. Excuse my uh, butchering of that name in the future. I think we got it down now. A surefire way to look like a couple idiots. Yeah, yeah. No, we were looking at each other, watching the game, being like Kasha, Kasha, Andre Kasha, Andre Kasha. Yeah. Well, I thought he was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. No, and all the new guys tonight. I got the vibe that. And maybe the broadcast was kind of peddling me this in this direction, but that because all these new guys come in and they're unproven, and the scouting staff and the GM have seen something in them that could help, it almost does create like kind of a a, a healthy competition. I know that's a, a narrative that's used all the time during the broadcast or, or or anyone talking about players trying to make a lineup, but. When you have unproven dudes in their mid twenties who are looking for a chance, this is the right team to be on. And 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 if you want playing time, Sheldon Keefe is biased to nobody, in my opinion. No, and I I love that about him. So I think having a bunch of dudes who are trying to prove something in this league 
it, it's a good spot for the Leafs to be in for, for, for guys to step up and have a year. Which I thought they did tonight. Another guy I want to mention, too, is David Kempf, who put on a penalty-killing clinic this evening yeah. and looks to be the type of player that they haven't had in a while. Like, When's the last time that they had, that you can remember, that they had a forward who his role is predominantly going to be face-offs, penalty kills, checking the other team's top guys. And having a guy who plays the center ice position doing that is like the alt is of utmost importance. What you want. What, what good is a winger? Who's a defensive guy? Like he can only do so much when you have that centerman who can drop down low and help the defense and, and usually keep the best player on the other team. Who's usually a center off the scoreboard or, or even on the penalty kill contributing there. Like that, that's a plus. Hundred percent. Um, bit of a slow start tonight. Oh yeah, slow. Oh, dude, I was having we were having flashbacks early. It's just the neutral zone play early was just trash. They look slow. I thought right that, out honestly, of the game. I don't think the neutral zone play. You you said this earlier. I don't think the neutral zone play was was good all game long. I think as the game went on, they got their legs in the offensive zone and started to dominate. Yeah. And then and then the defensive zone, while there was a few fire drills, like the the defense is going to be a work. Listen, they're just the type of like if you look at their pairings, you've got like four smaller guys back there and then hole and muzzin. Yeah. Like they're just not going to be the type of defense core that like leans on you. No. And, and honestly, if, if you were to be a Canadians fan to sec dissecting the game tonight, like they had a bunch of fire drills in their end too, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes you're only focused on their team, but I thought the Leafs, got in in the ozone and forechecked and actually had possession, was able to move the puck around because that's that's a problem we've had with them in the past is the one and done, dump it in, don't get enough pressure, pucks out, no problem. I actually thought tonight when they did get in the ozone, they did apply pressure. I thought a lot of dudes did a great job getting in on the puck, two men getting in on the puck, recovering, getting it back to the point, and actually having some time to move the puck around for a scoring opportunity or just to tire out the Canadians team from being stuck in their own end all night. Their forecheck was a lot better. I thought the line of Kerfoot, Bunting, and Nylander was really good. Yeah. And I thought the line of Case, Kampf. You just did it. You said Case. Kasha. Case, I did it. Man, this is going to be a problem all year. Oh no! This is gonna be a problem oh, all year. No. Kasha, <laughs> Kasha. Oh, you looked at me and said case. I'm just. I like... looked at you dead in the eyes and <laughs> said case. Oh my god, this is gonna be an issue all year. Oh, we suck. Yeah, well, it's just because like you, like. <laughs> it's just you can't even be explained. No, it's, it can't, just, it can't. it's just you look at the last name and you're like case. And and as Canadian as we are, it's yeah. case. Yes. yes. But no, it's not. No. It's Kasha. Kasha Kempf. And who is the other uh winger on that line? Angval. Angval. Pierre Angval. Who had yeah, Pierre he had a Engvall great yeah. on their scorecard as the first leaf goal of the season? I didn't. 
or even making the team, period. Yes. I mean, the lack of, like, the, the guys going out the door. Like, I mean, Engvall's been on their team for a while now, so I, I didn't really see him not making the team. But he had a great night. He showed his speed. He's chipped in offensively. That's all you could ask for a guy of Pierre Engvall's talent. Yeah, 100%. Um, Kasha. Kasha. Say it with us, folks. Kasha. Case. Case. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just go on a two-minute <laughs> spiel <laughs> at the start of the pod, and you just look at me dead in the eye. And if you hadn't stopped me, I'd have kept going. Yeah. Just ingrained in my mind. Oh. Um, Jack Campbell. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think even now it hasn't settled in how – just because the whole season hasn't settled in, period. But, like, that is exactly what you wanted from that guy tonight. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was stable from start to finish, and the one goal he gave up was a two-on-one where Anderson just held onto the puck for so long and made a nice pass. Nothing he can do. Other than that, the guy battled in his crease all night, mm-hmm. was in good position all night, had one little gaff behind the net with the puck, but I thought his puck handling was pretty solid also, and... And like that was he was my most important guy to watch for going into the season and game one, um, passed with flying colors in my opinion. Um, I know they just played their first game; they're one and zero. Um, but we haven't we didn't do like we talked a lot about like camp and the documentary and stuff, but we didn't we didn't really do like a pre like um excuse me a season sort of preview right, and so. I don't want to do that. Like, we're already one game in. But, like, if this team is going to have success and they're going to be there at the end of the year, what needs to happen? Like, obviously, there, there's the obvious ones. Like, Campbell needs to be solid. Austin Matthews needs to score 40 goals. Like, all that sort of stuff. But, like, what else needs to happen to ensure that they are there to get to back to the postseason to get over that hump and win a round. Number one, stay healthy. Yes. Like if you're if you're like you're already down Austin Matthews early, if Marner goes down, if Nylander goes down, if Johnny goes down, or anyone of any importance in this team goes down, they're in trouble. Like because that's where the like the depth looks okay now when you have every when you have your top guys slotted in on the top lines. Clearly, Nylander can carry a, a line by himself when he's playing at his best. Willie Nylander is frisky. Like he's, yeah, no, he, he had speed tonight. Yeah. He, he like, I've been one of his biggest critics since day one, but the guy had speed tonight. He, he four checked. Is he ever going to go in and lay the body? No, they still didn't really have that many hits tonight, which is fine because it's fine because you don't need hits when you get two guys in on a four check and recovering the puck, mm. you know? So, Number one, stay healthy. Number two, I think you need, like, you just need guys to to play above their level. You need guys to contribute. Like, you need Kasha to pot a goal against in, in a game where the top guys aren't going. You know, like, it's just, it's just guys need to have career years in some of their careers haven't even started, basically. But you need that depth to come in and chip in for you. Well, we've talked about it and about how, and like, I feel like anyone who covers this team has talked about it, that like, if, if you're going to set your yourself up in such a way where you have so much of your seller salary cap devoted to four players, you need guys like Michael Bunting and Andre Kasha to have, 
to, to play out of their mind. Yeah. And honestly, actually, what I really wanted to say, number two, but I, I went on a little rant. I kind of lost my train of thought was special teams. Yes. Like you you got a power play goal tonight. It, it, was it pretty? No, but no. they don't need to be pretty. Yep. You just need to capitalize. And their and their penalty kill tonight, Justin Hole made an unreal save mm-hmm. on that five on three to save a goal. That was awesome. But but I thought tonight they were aggressive on the penalty kill. Keith's been adamant that the fact that he likes their penalty kill, regardless of where they finished in the league last year, he he still likes it. He likes their players. He, and he thinks if they get more aggressive, that they're going to be successful, but like th- they have to capitalize on power play opportunities. Yes. They have too many guys who are too talented and, and the best teams in the league score on the power play when it's needed. So if they can, can figure out special teams, if they can be in the higher end of power play, percentage in the league that's great and if they can be in the middle upper tier of penalty kill like that's gonna help a lot like you can't have you can't have a 27th ranked penalty kill in the league and and a mid-tier power play like that's just not gonna work for this team all their best players are on the ice at once on the power play and that's your chance to score because sometimes it ain't going five on five And, and everyone talks about how talented the top guys are and they get their opportunity on the power play. So you better cash in. You better have a top 10 power play if you're going to make the playoffs and, and do anything. Like last year, like they pulled up the graphic in the playoffs. Three for 23 I, man, in the playoffs. I remember, I remember sitting at the end, end of my couch last year and being like, is this the one? Is this the one where they're going to score? They, and they couldn't break even the get streak? a zone entry. Yeah. Like they couldn't even enter the zone. Like they couldn't even get in to set up. Yeah. And, and even tonight, like, I didn't particularly love their setup, but y- that second unit kind of gets in, then then Montreal's penalty kill gets a little scrambly, and Pierre Engvall's there, and he shoots the puck, and it's in the net. You know, like, it's just, that is so important. I cannot stress it enough that their power play needs to be so much better than it was last year if they're going to make the playoffs. You want to know how you get the weed whacker? The lawnmower 4.0, the travel bag, and the boxer briefs. You want to stand up and show everybody that you're currently wearing the boxer I mean, briefs? If, if you're down, like I will show you. I don't think it's appropriate. So maybe I won't, but I, I am wearing them. You go to manscaped.com, you fill up your cart, you enter promo code the buds, and you get 20% off and free shipping on a bunch of badass men's grooming products. There's no one who hates being ripped off by shipping costs more than you. I actually hate it. I can't stand it. So the way around that is you use promo code THEBUDS, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Check it out. I want to sort of like move away from from current events and talk about um, Austin Matthews. There's a big like article on ESPN and about just like a bio piece for lack of a better term on Austin Matthews. And it's just sort of like going through his like upbringing and what he's like as a hockey player. And like, it really hits on what you and I have discussed about him in the past that he sees himself as like sort of a new age hockey player. And he wants to, he wants to um, change the way, players have done things previously right Mm. um 
he's also pretty much been like if you watch any highlight re- highlight reel or intro package or whatever on ESPN and TNT in the US, guess who's heavily featured in all those? Yeah. I just I I don't want I don't want to turn this negative. Like game game 1 of the season, they're 1 and 0. I just I just don't think he's coming back at the end end of the 5 years. I just think he's I think he's gone. I I just I don't even want to think about that. Right? Like right? Like, like I just I, I'm going to just <laughs> And the reason why I bring that I'm gonna, up I'm gonna puke The reason why I bring that, that up to bring this full circle and back to current events is there's a part of me that I love this team. There were things about the game tonight that that I loved. Jack Campbell's outstanding. Like I said off the top, uh, I really liked how some of the new guys looked. But it, it's it's just not the same viewing experience when thirty four is not out there on the ice. No, it's not. It's, it's he's electrifying. He's yep. the best. He's the best shot in the league, best pure wrist shot in the NHL. You know, anytime that puck hits a stick, anything could happen. Like last year, it seems like he scored every game. Yeah, and he basically almost did. Yeah, and and it is tough when he's not there. But I'm trying so hard, like every day, every day, yeah. as Mike Babcock would say, every single day. I am trying to to fight. This thought of being angry about the past. Yeah. You know what? Because it, it is, it, it's very difficult yeah. because there, there are dudes a lot older than me and you who've been doing this a lot longer than me and you who've yeah. been a fan of this team and every year it sucks. Like I'm only 26 years in. You're 33 years in. And, and I, but I, I'm just, I'm watching the game tonight. And I'm not, I wasn't like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I wasn't fully invested in tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I wasn't sitting there. Like remember, I remember last year at the start of the season, we sat where we sat tonight Yep. and they had that crazy game. I went to OT or whatever. Yep. And and we were on the edge of our seats. Yep. And tonight I just, I did not have that. I found myself almost like checking out at times. Like obviously like I'm, I'm paying attention because I, we do this podcast and I want to know how everyone's doing. I like having opinions on the power play and stuff like that. But man, I was just watching it and I was just like, oh, like, are we really like again? Like, are they going to win tonight? And then what? Like, we're just going to come on here and be like, oh, this guy's great. That guy's great. But at the same time, it's like, we got to let it go. Yes. Like, you got to let it go. <laughs> I think there's a, excuse me. I think there's a lot of us that are, that are having, that internal struggle that you're that and I'm really happy you brought that up because I kind of wanted I the struggle I'm having with doing this show every week is like I don't want to be negative. Like, yeah, I know. Because, we come I'm I'm honestly like I'm kind of done coming on here. Yeah, yeah. And just doing like like we put out an episode after after game seven. Yeah. It's our most viewed episode of all time. It yeah. kind of put us on the map yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it did. And and since then I feel like every time we talk, it, it's always that that whole air of that episode is in this room. Yes. It's negativity. It's this doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And, and, and in the end, like, maybe we're right. But it's, are we really going to sit and watch 82 games with that attitude the whole time? Like, no, that, because you're that's not, not going to enjoy, you're not going to enjoy I know. the season. And I don't want to yeah. be an idiot either. I don't want to look stupid either. Say they go on a 10-game heater right now. Like, I don't want to be an idiot coming on here. Like, 
boosting this hockey team being like, oh my, they actually might do it. Like, I want to keep a level head. But at the same time, I kind of want, starting right now, I kind of just want to leave that in the past. Like, it's over. It's obviously going to rear its head sometimes. Like, we're going to come on here. They're going to get blown out. Marner's going to suck. We're going to complain. But this is a whole new season. Freddie Anderson isn't here. They've lost a couple players. Everyone's kind of on their last legs here. And and it's maybe we just got to let it go for now and start just looking at this team as the 2021-2022 Maple Leafs. I think it's accepting everything that happens in a season. Like they're going to go they're going to go on a five game, six game heater like you said. Yeah. And it's and Matthews is going to be scoring every night and the power play is going to be clicking and everything's going to look great. Then they're going to lose five of six and they're going to fall out of it a little bit. And I think it's sort of the ebbs and flows of, of what happens in a hockey season. And just sort of like more than any other year, I want to take like a, like a holistic view of it. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you on this. Like take a holistic view on it and be like, this is all part of the journey and you're going to have ups. You're going to have downs, but as long as your, your lows aren't too low, like you don't lose like 10 in a row or something, they should be there in the end. And like you said, if they have good goaltending, good special teams, their star players like contribute the way uh, we know they can. And I just, I, I think they'll be there in the end and I'm with you. I'm ready to leave it all behind too. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, one thing I, I'm, I'm done talking about too. Like, and this is rich. Cause if you rewind the tape five minutes ago, I, I pointed at it <laughs> like, the salary, like I'm done talking about. Oh, they've committed their cap to four guys. Like it's like it is what it is. Like this is the team. If the team is gonna have success, these four guys are gonna have to be monsters. And Andre Kasha is gonna have to play out of his mind. And same thing with <laughs> yeah. Michael Bunting. And yeah. same thing with Pierre Engvall. Yeah. And same thing with Jason Spezza and Wayne Simmons. And David Kempf. Yeah, you're and the need... list goes. Alex Kerfoot, like the list goes on and on, and like so that's that's what they're gonna need to have success and to be there and to win, win a playoff round, do something in the postseason. Yeah, well, what I find interesting is we have said and others have said that they might not even make the playoffs. But every time we come on here, we say they're built for the regular season, but not for the playoffs. So now we're in the regular season. Yeah. Are they still built for that? Can they still go 82? Like, I thought tonight they won a 2-1 hockey game against a team they struggle against. Yeah. Against a team that's in their head. Josh Anderson just has the Leafs by the nuts. Yeah. And just, like, how many times is Josh Anderson... On a two-on-one tonight, or or hitting someone, or having a scoring opportunity, or Gallagher too. Like they like Riley lost it at Gallagher at the end of the game. Yeah. Like Gallagher's in their head. But Jack Campbell held it down for the first ten minutes, which was huge for them, mm-hmm. and he held it down all game long. I thought they started getting kind of more into the fight. I know we can look at the hits tally, and it is what it is. But I thought they showed a little bit of fight tonight. Yeah. So I'm proud of them tonight. For winning a 2-1 hockey game and and having a goalie make some saves. And it's just kind of... I'm really happy. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm really happy they didn't lose tonight. Yeah. Because if they lost tonight, 
me and you would have to come on here and talk about how much they suck. Yeah. And then tomorrow you turn on the fan, you turn on 1050, and it's just like this, that, this, that, this, that. They win tonight. It's kind of a clean slate now. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they do against Ottawa. I know they struggle against them, but I- I'm just really happy they got the win tonight, and we can kind of sort of like it's it's going to be baby steps. But like they, they got to just continue to do things. Like we're smart hockey guys. Like most people who listen to this podcast are smart hockey guys. They're not going to win every game. Yeah. Like you said earlier, they're going to go on heaters. They're going to go on losing streaks. But you know when you're watching them, what they're doing. You can see how they're playing, and you can tell that it's the classic hockey term, the right way, yep. or the usual Toronto Maple Leaf losing way. And if they're if they're doing the right things, if they're in on the forecheck like they were tonight. And if they're if they're not giving up too many chances in their end, and like if they're not if they're not trading chances, yeah, Leafs get into trouble when they're trading chances. Yeah. So if you're responsible, I'm I'm with you. The neutral zone play needs to be cleaned up a bit because yeah. that that was way too many, way too many odd man rushes, yep. way too many. Yeah. It just I I hated it, especially early in the game. Like it was it was bad. We can't we can't have that. Yeah. You know, like guys are going to make nice plays. They're going to score nice goals. Jack Campbell's going to have a stinker every once in a while, but it's just we we can see the things that they need to do better. And if as long as they're doing that, I think we're going to have faith, hundred percent, that they're going to get to the playoffs. And then we'll worry about the playoffs when they get there. I don't want to do the uh, well. Let's see what they do in April. It's like yeah, no, no, no. You, we got to see what they do now because yep. they're in probably the hardest division in the league. Yep, I'm trying to think. Like the Pacific sucks. The Central's pretty top heavy. Metropolitan. Metro's kind yeah. of eh. like yeah. they're I think they're in the toughest division yep. in the league. Yeah. So like yeah, we need to see what they do in April, but that's over now. They they've lost that opportunity. Now yep. they gotta get there again. So yep. let's start right now worrying about how they get back there, and then we'll worry about what they do in April. And that might be hypocritical for me to say because that's all we've been saying. And that's all anyone's <laughs> been saying. But after tonight, the game over, and things start to sink in, it's it's now, this is a whole new hockey team. Yes. We don't know any, like, how many dudes are out there tonight? Who the hell, like, who yeah. the hell's David Camp? Yeah. Like, yeah. who are these dudes? He's, a, he's, a, he's a damn good penalty killer. I know. Like, they, they have, like, a Michael Amato. Yes. Like, who the hell is that? Like, you know? You know, you know who else was out there? Kasha. Andre Kasha. So we got to yeah. get to know these players, yeah. and, and then we can start kind of getting into the, the grind of the season. I can't think of a better note to end this week's episode on. Um, I, I'm with you. We're closing. We're closing. We're moving on. We are moving on with our life. It's a new season. It's a new era. It's a new page. We started off with a win. Yeah. With an excellent performance from Jack Campbell, which to me, like, go to bed tonight. Leafs Nation feeling good about the performance that your goaltender put on tonight. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the Talking Buds podcast, hit that like and subscribe button down below. We're going to be here all season. As Ryan just put, we're we're gonna we're gonna just sit. It's gonna be a journey. It's it gonna be it a journey. arguably be one of the it, it it like what you alluded to early. Like we're not do, we're not. This isn't the Canadian division anymore. No, thank full you. buildings. Again. Thank God for that. It's almost weird to have a regular regular season. Yep. So that's the journey starts right now. 
Thanks everyone for checking us out. If you like what you see, head on over to our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Once again, hit that like and subscribe button down below if you have not already. Spread the word, tell your friends. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next week. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Adler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.